if you're like a waitress or a waiter or a server and you happen to get Earl Thomas's order wrong and his wife is there with him, like, do you just clock out immediately or do you like, you know, leave your, your apron at the door and just hop out a window? Cause Oh my gosh. What's good as your boy? Stop three, seven, oh six. Uh, Breeze us on Twitter. Breeze us the demon time coordinator on Twitter. This is the committee podcast. We have our usual hosts, AC3 Savage and Marcus Sniffles. What's happening? Yeah, we out here getting after it. I, I'm not actually AC3 Savage. I'm born oh. on Twitter. Okay. Make sure y'all follow me uh, with the profit Yes, uh, born again, you know, you got a new haircut, trying to do new baby Rick Ross out here, you know, I respect it, that's what's up, that's what's up, anyways, uh, we want to start the podcast, uh, shouting out all the mothers, you know, saying all the babies' mothers, all the babies' mothers' mothers, everybody out there celebrating Mother's Day, well, it'll be a day late when you hear this, but uh, definitely appreciate y'all, show love to your mom, respect your mom, you know, get her a hot plate take her out to dinner, you know, just appreciate her. Um, to all the people that have lost their mothers, you know, shout out to you guys. You know, we're still thinking about y'all in these times, but let's get into it. So one of the more interesting things that I saw on Twitter, like last week, like first of all, if, if Twitter's reporting big news, I don't see no big, like major news places uh, verify it. I'm not taking that shit seriously. But boy, oh boy, was Twitter getting the jokes off when they thought your boy uh, Kim Jong-un passed away. I saw mad jokes. I saw the mad, uh, the meme with the African dudes dancing with the coffin. There were people people simping because they thought his sister was finna be in charge, talking about we move and, you know, she could be my dictator or whatnot. But apparently uh, Kim Jong-un appeared later on in the week at uh, recent events. And the word in the streets is that he faked his own death to expose the snakes in his circle. That's real shit right there. I, I respect that, man. I ain't gonna lie. I respect that shit, man. If you feel like you got snakes in your circle and you feel like that's the way you gotta do to expose them, more power to you, bro. More power to you. I respect it. That, that's gotta be the most gangster shit I've ever heard. Like, I need a rapper. I need a rapper to slide that into a verse or something like that. I feel like it's coming maybe like a little baby or G Herbo or a little Durky or whatever these young dudes' names are. They're probably gonna slide that in, you know, try to try to galvanize the young cast. But that I mean, you couldn't just have like a private meeting, like make you know, separate group chats, try to find some disinformation, like bruh said, nah, bro, I'm dead. Hashtag uh, de- hashtag dead. I'm out of here. If you're trying to expose me, dog, <laughs> you think I'm a snake, just fire me. <laughs> just well, fire me. Don't do this. See, die in North Korea, that's not how that works. I, I, it's different over there, but you know, hey. Give me my two weeks notice. I'm out of here, bro. You ain't got to do all this. Yeah, yeah. The North Korea is on that uh, Ozarks uh, firing plan, you know. Oh, yeah. They're about that barrel life. <laughs> <laughs> about that slug to the dome life. That's, that's your two weeks notice out there. So, I mean, uh, but born again, uh, have you had any snakes in your life that you felt that need to be exposed? And how would you go about doing that? I feel like you're a person. Well, obviously yourself. Uh, <laughs> to be, so, um, try to make a deal with you earlier. Sometimes you just be tripping. I called you at 
six in the morning. You're talking, you don't have any clothes on. I'm like, nigga, I'm not getting information. What? <laughs> like, what are you doing? I, I called to wish him and his, his family a happy Mother's Day and told him to tell his sister and his wife and his mother. And he just does like some peculiar stuff. And then also, I don't think that you respect my religion. You know what I'm saying? As a <laughs> religious figure, a born again Christian that I am. Uh, shout out to Kanye West and Jesus is King. Sometimes I think that you take me as a joke, you know what I'm saying? So definitely keep my grass cut low to expose the snake. We want again. Hey, yes. So you're praying to white Jesus. That's that's who you're praying to. You're not even, not, not even necessarily be white, but not even, it's no you're not even gonna shout out Allah. You even bump that J Electronica dog, like it was the written testimony. Stuff, but okay. Stop eating pork. Hey, hey. Say no to these white women. <laughs> Hey, Michael Jordan is black Jesus. Y'all know what's up. He called me Israelite. I ain't black no more. <laughs> yeah. But yes, I appreciate that. Uh, you know, Mr. Like, what do we can we call you like born sinner or something like that? I mean, or like I'm not J. Cole. Why would you call me that? I don't know. I said I'm, I'm the Messiah of Twitter. That's what I am. Oh, so we're a false prophet now. You know what? Like I said, this is my, my religious stand uh, just to fit whatever narrative you're trying to do. I don't know what you're talking about, but definitely will be referred to as the Messiah. Uh, okay. So back to Kim Jong-un. I'm trying to figure out like what law of power is that like they need to make an edit to the book. There should be like a 51th, 51, 50, 50, 51th, 51 laws of power now. Like, hey man, expose the snakes by faking your own death. Even though I'm pretty sure the United States that's against the law. But I mean, if anybody out here is down to try it, I'll put twenty dollars on your GoFundMe or your Cash App just to see how that works if you were to pull off fake your own death. So I'm curious to see how that goes, but I mean, shout out to him. Not shout out to him because he's a dictator, but yeah, matter of fact, we probably shouldn't be talking about this, to be honest. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, speaking, I'm speaking positively of this, man. I'm like, hey, if that's what you got to do, that's what you got to hey, do. Hey, all love. It's all respect. No, there's no there's no slander here. That man had a crispy lineup. That man, that line was tight. So I was like, God damn. Hey, <laughs> <You gotta, laughs> that that for his life. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. So as things have been moving on post, uh, I mean, we're still in the Corona madness period, hashtag Corona madness. Uh, have y'all noticed a lot more people out since they've lifted like the restrictions and whatnot? Yes. A okay. Lot. So, I mean, what I'd like to do is to shout out to all these, uh, these patriots, these white patriots and these Karens out here fighting for our freedom. You know, they they felt oppressed. They felt the need to go march in the streets to, to get to get equal rights to get haircuts. You know, they channeled their inner Rosa Parks and their inner Martin Luther King Jr. to go out there and fight the battle for us to, to jump back into these streets and get hamburgers and go to the Waffle House and, you know, just get our Karen haircuts. Like, I, you know, they, they really took a bullet for us. They really put themselves on the front lines of this battle of coronavirus. By, by going to the courthouses with AK-47s and assault rifles, looking like fake-ass Call of Duty-created players. They did that for us. They did that so I can go outside and get a hamburger and sit down and catch the Rona with it. You know what I mean? They did that for me and you. They made the sacrifice for us. And when you see a Karen on the street, you salute her. You let her know that, hey, thank you for your service, Karen. I appreciate everything you did for us. Thank you for challenging your inner Rosa Park 
Andrew Martin Luther King Jr. and holding it down for us in these corona times. It's I great. See, appreciate it. I seen one dude in a coffee shop with a rocket launcher on his back, like a legit rocket launcher. I'm like, nigga, what are you doing? <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, what are you going to do with that? Really, like, you're going to shoot off a rocket at the cops? You're going to bust one off like that? Like, what? In the, in the, this is, oh my gosh. This is unbelievable because you because you want to go outside for and, and deal and face the pandemic without a cure. You you gonna bust your rocket launcher at them? Like, okay, man, if it's that serious, enjoy. Be, I'm good, love, enjoy. <laughs> yeah, it, it was crazy because I saw a tweet from I guess a Facebook group called uh, Michiganders Against Excessive Quarantine. What? It said, it said today I walked, I walled. I went to Wald Lake with my sisters and my kids and my husband helped my brother build a shed. After a few hours, the police came through and said everybody had to leave because someone called it in until the governor lifted restrictions. No one could be here. The fact that someone took the time out of their day to tattle on people that were just with their families at the beach literally blows my mind. What is this world coming to? Now, now, side by side by this quote is a picture of uh, the pre-evolved Karen, Barbecue Becky, calling the police on some people in Oakland trying to barbecue without a pandemic. It's, it's crazy how things changed in two years. Like before, you know, snitching is a thing to do, but now when it affects you, it's like, oh, we were just out making mayonnaise sandwiches by the beach with our family, you know, eating <clears throat> and, and somebody called the police. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey man, you gotta get a dose of your own medicine. But I don't know. It's one of those things where it 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 doesn't feel good when somebody when somebody's not minding their own business. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes it almost feels like I know this is America and like the land of the free, home of the brave. But sometimes it's like I don't want to say we should have our freedoms restricted, but like other countries are kind of moving past this in certain areas because they're being forced to stay inside and like you know. Good luck trying to get states like Florida and Texas and like Louisiana. Good luck, Georgia. Georgia. Good luck keeping them, you know, to to stay inside. Like it's pretty, it's a pretty tough task. So, you know, if they could actually enforce this stuff across the nation, and then you know, we probably wouldn't have this problem. But I mean, you know how it is. People in certain areas want to get out and ex- save the economy, I guess. But you know, that's more important. People catching a deadly disease. Yeah, I mean, shit. At this point, I'm like, look, man, if you die, you die, dog. Like, if that's the decision you make, that's on you, dog. Like, hey, they're going to die with a fresh cut, though. Hey, they're going to die with the, the hot Waffle House plate, man. Like, I mean, God bless. I mean, if you're prayed up, you know, the blood of Jesus will save you from the Rona as the, the pastor, the numerous pastors that have previously died yes. by, after saying this, you know, but the, the blood is going to protect you. You're special. You're you're special. The Rona doesn't attack you. Man, just prayed up. <laughs> yes, yes, prayed up like uh, you know, born again. Uh, I, what do we call you? Born again, savage. Born again. I don't. I don't know. Born again, Adolphus is my name. I don't know why you feel the need to address me, but um, <clears throat> I, I kind of want to talk today. What what happened in Brunswick, Georgia? Oh, you know, man. a nigga was clearly running, minding his own business, and was shot. 
it's only about an hour away from my hometown, and I'm just I'm just disgusted by the actions that took place. Uh, I did go out and jog the 2.23 miles for the slain brother, but um, you know, white people, I don't get it. Why the fuck were y'all out there? And you're supposed to be quarantined anyway. It was three of you guys jumping on one black man. Um, they're destroying his character like they always do to us. It just it just doesn't make sense. What are y'all's thoughts on that? So rest in peace, Ahmaud Aubrey, who was killed, murdered, slain. They they've been shot. Travis McMichael and his father Gregory McMichael were charged with murder by the Georgia Bureau of Investigation for I don't know. I feel like, uh, and I asked this question in our group chat, like, what is what is black people's cheat code? Because white people's cheat code apparently is um, making a citizen's arrest, um, you know, trying to be the neighborhood watch. I felt from my fear for my life. I was standing my ground. Like, cuz was just taking a run, dog. Like, literally doing the same thing I do every other day. Now, except I keep a knife on me, which is really not going to help me against a gun. But I mean, I guess if somebody tries to run up on me, I could scrap with them a little bit. But like, it don't make sense. Like, how often do we see random? And even if you're white, listen to this, this is not a referendum on white people. But how often do you just see random white people jogging all the time? All and, the you just, time. and you just and you just and you figure and you find a way to mind your business in that situation. But apparently, somebody was breaking into some houses, and you saw some surveillance videos, and all of a sudden, you're a detective even though I didn't know they had like a hillbilly detective school, but all of a sudden you're a detective, you're a judge, you're a juror, you're an investigator and you're an executioner. So, I mean, it doesn't make sense. It's it's hyper, hyper vigilant neighborhood watch people, man. It's like, you don't, you don't have any real authority. You just live in that neighborhood. You pay your HOA fees. I mean, if you see something, like I almost don't even want to. I almost don't even want to say if you see something, call it in, because then you know, you just see a black man running, you're just gonna call it in. Like if you see an actual crime occurring, then yeah, call it in. But you see a nigga just running down the street, like that's it's happened that's, to me so many times. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. It's so crazy, man. I remember like, one night JSO pulled over me and my friend Lamont Hall. We were we were just walking at two o'clock in the morning. And they were harassing us. It was a black dude and a white dude. I didn't understand it. I remember one time I was jogging. It was like at 9 o'clock at night. Clay County Sheriff's Office pulls up, slams me on the car. What are you doing? We heard his burglars in the area. I'm like, nigga, I have on a lime green shirt. And silver, <laughs> silver, gray Nike joggers. What what am I breaking into wearing that? Uh, luckily, another brother seen you know it all go down. He was like, hey, this guy lives here. He lives right over there. And it's just it, it just doesn't make sense, you know. You can't you can't do anything. You can't run anywhere. You can't go to the store and buy Skittles. Um, you just can't do anything. It's it's just crazy. I don't know why they treat us so bad. But you know why? It's I mean it's just hard just existing as a black person like out in everyday life. And it's like and then they put out like a video saying like you know well here's him walking through you know, the, an abandoned house or something like that. And and I think they came out and said... Like, I have to pee in abandoned houses sometimes. Yeah, I mean, even, and I think they came out and even said, like, hey, that's not anything relevant. Even, even if that man, I'm not trying to say that he did anything wrong, but even if he went into an abandoned house and took something, that is not a crime that is punishable by the death penalty. 
if he ran out of the house with a flat screen TV, you do not die for that. That's not something you can get killed over or that you should get killed over. Like if if he went into that house, stole an iPod and the cops arrested him, the judge isn't going to be like, hey, death penalty. So what are these white people doing out here, man? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, so yeah, you, you're the fucking punisher or something? Like, good lord. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's another thing. That's another story for the day. How that Punisher logo was like allotted uh, by the uh Caucasoid community, even though it represents like mass terrorism. But you know, that's another story for the day that Disney actually supports, which is also interesting. But uh Brittany Brittany Lewis Buttercup underscore B on Twitter had a great tweet saying being black in America is exhausting. Y'all wants to sing, dance, play football, run fast, beards hard to practice, and be quiet. Which it's it's that sums it up. Like you everybody wants black to be everything until you know people are getting clapped. Then it's all of a sudden like, oh you should have complied. Oh you should have pulled your pants up. Oh you should have turned your music down. Oh you should have reached for your wallet to show your ID when you were asked by the police to reach for your wallet and show your ID. You know what I'm saying? They they get hella offended and upset when people are kneeling during the anthem but when when the government is saying for you guys to be safe we need you to stay at home and because they've only they because they've had to stay at home for a month they are out in the streets protesting that the idea that they have to stay in their homes to be safe but when people when black people go out and say like hey we're tired of people killing us y'all want us to shut the fuck up like make it make sense make it make sense Got, you got to got to keep that same energy. But I, I also saw I saw another tweet speaking on those two those two murderers. Like it was a great tweet. You know, George Zimmerman got arrested too. His shit was open and shut. Like I thought that was. There's no way that he's just gonna walk away from that, and he did. So I know a lot of people are saying like you know it's a good thing these guys got arrested. They're probably gonna go to jail. I, I haven't watched the video because I'm I'm to the point where I don't watch those videos no more. I haven't watched it either. Yeah, so I don't I don't know like if it's as clear cut as the people are saying, but I think that I don't know what's going on. I, I feel like you could see the you could see I guess it's the blood coming from him, like when he gets shot. It just looks crazy, but yeah. um, I haven't seen the video. It's disgusting. I, my my thing is, I just wouldn't, I wouldn't get my hopes all the way up. Never. Well, and the thing is, is that the only reason this came to light is because there was a video. Because this actually happened like two months ago. That's but, what I didn't realize that it happened in February. I, I think uh, somebody sent me. I sent this to somebody probably maybe a week or so ago, but they were saying the reason why it didn't get pushed up further is because there's a lot of comp- uh, a lot of compromised individuals in that small city. Like they're like either somebody knows them, knows the police chief, or it's a lot of weird shit going on. So that's why like outside entities had to step in. But to the more to put more emphasis on the sickness that some of these people have is that a group called Christians Against Google created a Facebook group page called Justice What Christians <laughs> Against the Google created a Facebook page called Justice for Gregory and Travis McMichael. It's a private group that has over 60,000 members. Uh, from what I can see from the screenshots, what is it about? The description said, these two God-fearing men were only trying to protect their neighborhood. This area has had a string of break-ins. That's, that's all I could see. But <clears throat> again, there's people that are out here believing things like that. 
like trying to justify these two good Christian men. Like, okay, if if you have so much faith or give these people so much power, why are we using tax dollars to pay the police? If that's the case, then every man should just police the streets. We don't need to have cops then, right? Since apparently you have the the authority and the power and the skill set to make these decisions, which you clearly don't. But I mean, then why do we have police? You said it was a, it was a GoFundMe. Is there a GoFundMe with this? There was a GoFundMe, but it got taken down. Oh, I, oh, you! They were about to rack that thing up. They were going to get so much money for that GoFundMe. Whatever their goal was, they had to triple it. They had to triple that. Well, I'm pretty sure there's a shadow. Well. Huh. They're gonna get money regardless, but I mean that's that's in their playbook. Like I tweeted out that I had mad questions about that, just because I was like, "Yo, this this can't be this can't be what I think it is. Like this is not how we're really getting down right now." But it's it is Facebook also. So yeah, hashtag delete Facebook twenty twenty. That that's not the not the business, but I mean again it. Like, when's the last time we heard a story about a random, like, white person being killed? Like, for, for essentially no reason. Like, when have we heard that story? Like, do those, does that happen? Or is it just, it seems like it's just black people. I know the media at times overemphasize stuff like that, but I, I never hear the story of the random white guy jogging, getting murdered. I did see a video on Facebook and Twitter, well, on Twitter, of a white man wielding a axe at the NYPD. I didn't see that. <laughs> reach like they didn't reach for a gun and reach for a taser it looked like they were like just hanging out you know what i'm saying they were just like get it out of your system guy <laughs> yeah out of your system. Out. Hey, tire him out man just like a little he'll, like he'll a be all right he'll be all right and uh back to the, the the corona thing i just added you guys in this thing in colorado like this restaurant is defying the stay-at-home order and they just open their store up for business that place is packed to the wall these people are insane Insane, like it's not, it's not that serious, guys. And they're and they're doing this. We are standing for America, small businesses, the Constitution, and against the overreach of our governor. Like they really feel like they're standing and fighting for something by going out into the world during a pandemic to eat some pancakes with their mom. Like get out, get over yourself, man. It's embarrassing. Yeah, I, I see somebody at the door strapped up too. Of course, why not? <laughs> why not? You know what I don't see in there though? Yeah. Black and brown people. So. <laughs> We're not about that life. It's not that serious, man. Like it's uh, strange, strange times we living in right now, man. Strange times. And I think the death toll from the coronavirus is I think in the eighty thousands. <clears throat> and I guess there's a new push to try to because the forty five has gotten rid of or he's starting to disband the coronavirus task force. He's essentially, from what I've read and heard, trying to just pretty much act like this is done, like it doesn't exist anymore. Like, hey man, if we if we don't look at it long enough, it'll go away. Like, hey, I spilled I spilled milk all over the floor, but I keep stepping over it. Eventually, it'll just go away. Nobody will see it no more. But the, I mean, the deaths continue to rack up. What's going on with the coronavirus is kind of like what happens when you have kids. Like that first kid, you do everything by the book. You're reading everything. Everything's super sterilized. You don't. You only want certain people around your kids. You you feed them all natural stuff. You never leave the kid. You, you never get a babysitter. But then that second kid comes around, and you're just like, "Hey, here's this. Get your own food. Someone take this nigga so I can go out. To, you know, for the weekend. Like you're you're a little bit more loose with. It. That's what America is right now. Like those first three weeks, that was like having that first kid. 
now we're in the second kid phase. Now we're just like, hey, it's whatever. Like, I, I'm tired of being in the house. And that's, it's, that's what it's come down to. People are tired of being in the house, so they want to go out now. Nothing, nothing has changed since this pandemic started. There isn't a cure. There isn't a, there is not, there's nothing. There's no vaccine. We don't know how it's like really transmitted, how it sticks to you, how it's transferred or any of that. But all of a sudden stores are just randomly opening. States are opening. Okay, so if that's the case, why did you close to begin with if you're going to open for no reason? It doesn't make sense. Well, I know why because of the money, but like, don't be so blatant about it. Jeez. Yeah. I saw uh, from everything Georgia's Twitter page, Georgia's Attorney General has formally requested the U.S. Department of Justice look into the death of Maude Aubrey, asking the federal government to conduct an investigation into handling this case, including communications by and between Brunswick and Rick. Waycross's DAs. So hopefully uh, they get something done with that. But yeah, with, with the Rona, man, like, again, be safe. I, again, I get it. At some point, we do need to go back to a normalized life. But to, to use this as a rallying cry to fight the government, because I just want to have the right to get sick. Then when you get sick and you can't afford health care, then you're mad at the government because they don't provide you enough health care to take care of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, or when you get sick, you can't work. Then you complain because you lost your your pay, your health care, and then you can't support your your family. Like, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me, man. I never understand that shit. I don't either. But then again, it's not our job to understand it. It's our job to be black and be quiet. That you know what that that's a that's a great point. Mm-hmm. That's that's a great fucking point. <sighs> yeah, it's crazy. I see two pictures of a, a, a Caucasian gentleman with his Caucasian princess talking about. We demand haircuts juxtaposed with a picture of a black lady saying stop killing us, which really shows the uh, the spectrum of where we are as Americans supposed to be, you know, you know, we all bleed red. But, you know, the color on the outside determines who is going to bleed red quicker than the other ones. That makes sense. Like your biggest issue is a haircut. I'm worried about when I go for a run. Do I have an ID on me? Do I have a knife on me? Does somebody know I'm out running? You know what I'm saying? Like, am I running through a, a safe place? You know what I'm saying? Because, again, like, it's a shame a man can't go get some cardio out. And now you got to really think about, hey, where am I going? Is this a safe area to know this location? Like, it, I shouldn't have to think about that much when I go out for, for a jog. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to the homie on Twitter, uh, Tim Williams. He, he's an avid jogger. He's a, an older white, a white guy. I'm pretty sure when he goes out to jog, he just pushes on his shoes and runs. Matter of fact, he puts on his shoes, puts on a uh, Biden 2020 shirt and pisses off all his uh, racist MAGA neighbors and goes run. Like that's that's the extent of his his run. He doesn't have to do all these other extra steps like somebody like myself has to do, which is. <sighs> it is with America's hashtag to America's. But uh, yeah, on to a, a lighter note. Uh, let's let's see. Oof. I real quick I want to briefly touch on one one quick topic. Uh and again, I know Marcus don't want to stay on this too long, but if you don't know, I have a lot of Atlanta Twitter on my timeline. Shout out to the Falcons. <laughs> but next week, and we talked about this weeks ago on our podcast, the scam scam episode. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. We were kind of debating like who had a better debut album, Ludacris or Nelly. And uh so I guess versus was listening to our podcast, shout out to Swiss Beast and Timberland. And they decide to do a Nelly versus Ludacris battle, I believe, next week. And for whatever reason, like Atlanta Twitter feels like 
Nelly has like no hits, which is very confusing to me. And uh, I guess I guess they're kind of coming at my neck because I was like, yo, like I don't think it's gonna go how y'all think it's gonna go. Now, mind you, I'm a huge Ludacris fan. I'm sure he's going to win, but we're not gonna we're not gonna act like Hot in Here wasn't the most overplayed song I have ever heard when released. We can't act like that shit was out here destroying the airwaves 24 hours a day. Like, come on, man. But yeah, Nelly's got some hits. He'll probably lose, but a lot of people are gonna be re-exposed to a lot of the songs that Nelly's been on that are smash hits. Like, well, Ludacris might have. I would just like to say. With with all of the versus things, like first of all, did y'all see the versus last night, Erica Badu and Jill Scott? I did not catch that one, but I, that one I heard very positive things about that. Yeah, I heard it was kind of like a draw, but I mean, to me, Nelly has hits, but it's like if you're tasked with going ten to fifteen songs, he's not that deep. Ludacris either, honestly. Like, um, I listened to that one song that your boy Scott Storch produced, "Fatty Girl." Right, that that was one of the worst. That song is so two thousand. Like, it doesn't even make sense. It's a horrible record. Uh, something I thought we were like, going to stay on this. Girls have nuts in their face like graffiti, and I'm like, nigga, where are we getting these pedestrian ass bars from? Okay. Well, okay. we can't act like Ludacris doesn't have some duds too. But Marcus, go ahead. Hold on a second. Yeah, that's that's a dud, Fanny Girl. Is that okay? But if we're talking about Ludacris not being deep. With his with his hits, let me just name off just a few. We have yeah, uh, gossip folks. I'm just saying you're saying he's not deep. Bro, I didn't, Neighbors, I didn't that. I baby, get, I get all that. I do is win remix. I get that. Be all right. The stomp remix. Be a be a ride. Uh, welcome to my hood. Lovers and friends, and those are all just features. Those aren't even his songs. So let's not talk about Ludacris not being deep. Those are just features. I didn't, I didn't say he wasn't deep. Adolphus said that. Hold on. Adolphus said I that. I thought Lovers and Friends and Yeah was the same song. I'm going to be honest with you. No, Lovers and Friends and Yeah are two different songs. Yeah, and that's, and okay, so. See, now we're going to be on this. Let's just talk about it. Let's we'll do talk it. about it for a second, but I can't. So the, the thing that I that I brought up was that it, it was crazy because after the, uh, the slaughtering of Manny Fresh from okay. Scott. <laughs> after that point, y'all Anyway, back to your regular old <laughs> thing. Manny Fresh was not slaughtered. I get so tired of you bringing. Did <laughs> not have his own beef, bro. Like, come on. Okay, so I, I get that. That that's what I say to Ash Davis. <laughs> After that battle, because you know people thought that it was gonna be a landslide. The narrative went to, oh, it's not a battle. It's just for the music. We're just here to to relive these hits. And as you can see, the Erica Badu battle. There was no, there was no contention on the timeline about them. Oh, she got hurt. It was just like, hey, we're enjoying the vibes, enjoying the music. As soon as they announced Ludacris Nelly, oh, Ludacris is gonna destroy Nelly. He's gonna get washed. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, dog. So is it, is it, a, is it a battle or are we enjoy music? Because it can't be both. Y'all can't pick and choose when this shit is a battle. Is, but, it, is this, is this the first one with rappers? Uh because we've had like rap produce, like they played rap music, like they had the. They had Scott Storch and Manny Fresh. They had uh, RZA and uh, uh, Premier. Uh, Scott Storch and Manny, obviously Timbaland. So it's like they've been playing rap music, but I don't. I think this is the first battle with actual rappers. So I think that's that's different. You, it's different, yeah, when, but the format is still the same. It's not like they're yeah, out here yeah. the which, 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 which would be much cooler. 
you you got but you gotta understand like you know how niggas that talk about rap get on Twitter like it's always it's always a competition with them on every well, but again I I wonder if it would sound the same if I had had a St. Louis section of Twitter. I wonder if they're caping for Nelly as hard as these cats are caping for Ludacris. I mean, I, think I think they're caping for them just out of respect for their for their hometown or for the whole I, I guess, but I mean I you can still not be biased, you know what I'm saying? Like all right, so let's go through some of Nelly's top tracks. You got Dilemma, Hot in Here, Grills, Ride With Me, Just a Dream, Air Force Ones, Over and Over, uh, EI, Pimp Juice, My Place, Shake Your Tail Feathers, Number One, which I learned, apparently the song Number One sparked a beef with him in KRS-One, because I guess there's All a right. KRS-One song similar to that. I'm like, why is Nelly out here beefing with KRS-One? That's wild within itself. But uh, you got Tip Drill, Flap Your Wings, Nasty Girl, um, and then just other mislaid songs she can use, but that that's and that's not counting his features either. You know what I'm saying? Nelly's not, Nelly's not like a feature guy though. Like, Nelly, but Nelly has features. Uh, I mean, compared to Ludacris, like I'm saying, I think for it to be a more fair, even battle, Ludacris should go in with no features and no remixes. That would be more even and, and fair for Nelly. But I will say this: I think a lot of people during this battle they're going to realize like how big of a star Nelly actually was because he didn't have like he didn't have a super long run it was like maybe five years at the most where he was like at the tip top and and people always compare uh him to Drake when they're like oh well who's who's ever had a run like Drake and they they tend to bring up Nelly and then people are like how, how are they bringing up that like Nelly was a big star he had big hits and a lot of people are going to hear the songs that really kind of changed the landscape of rap music for for a, for a moment in time and i think it'll be good for him to you know you know receive his flowers you know while he's still he can still get them i feel like a lot of his songs are going to uh, creep back into the to the and the charts and all that and and i mean he obviously is one of the only rappers to really put on for st louis like that so you got to give give the man his respect and i think that's what this weekend will 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 show like when Nelly comes up, you're going to have to, you know, if you weren't already, you're going to have to put some respect in his name. Or you can just continue to be biased. But I mean, we'll move on for that. I just want to throw it in there. But real quick, the, the homie, uh, let's stick on music real quick. The homie dad grunts at Drunk Uncle Brax. So I ran uh, E-40's new EP. Right, here we go with the E-40. <laughs> <laughs> and this dude said he might have to block me. I'm like, dog, E-40's a legend, dog. If you don't know that, that's your business. And I don't want to get into the whole argument, but I was like, look, if you've never heard E-40 songs, there's like 30 different streaming services you can log into and press play. Like, there's mad stuff you can learn. Like, he tried to say that he's not a legend. I'm like, yo, he's been in the game for like almost 30 years. And he's getting features with top artists recently. That's got to say, that's got to count for something. Like, we can look at that rap class. There's 99% of rappers out there would die to have a career even the third as long as him. You know what I'm saying? So get get that, put some respect on that man's game. He's an underrated storyteller. He's extremely original because, again, rap was about competition and originality back in the day. You cannot find me another rapper that's more original than E-40, period. Can't be done. Like, the, the purpose of rap back in the day was like, hey, I want to be unique. I want to have my own flow. Tell me one person that has a flow like E-40. You can't. You can look at Jay-Z. He borrows Biggie's flow. He's used bursts from Tupac's <clears throat> from Tupac. You can look at Drake. He's used 
the style from Little Brother a little bit. You can pick rapper after rapper and see where their genesis is from, where they got kind of their steez from. And E-40 is one of a kind. Whether you like his music, whether you think it's corny or not, let's do some records with the big timers, Lil Wayne, Juvenile, Tupac. Like, he's out here, dog. Big Sean, as recently, uh, Wiz Khalifa. Like, any rapper you can think of has songs with Lil John. He's still doing his thing out here. And outside of music, he's also accessible in the business world. So do not hate on somebody if you're not taking the, the 30 seconds to do your research. But E-40 is a legend. That That's all I got on that. No, nobody's going to support E-40? That's crazy. I listened to a couple albums. He's, I mean, he's, he's, he's not for me. He's not for me, I'll say that. Not for me. That's fair. I respect that. I try. I like E-40, man. He's been cooking for a long time, and I feel like if you have somebody of that magnitude, like you said, 30 years in the game is 30 years in the game, man. A lot of people struggle to even make it to 10, let alone five. He's one of the all-time greats uh, as a Bay Area guy, as a West Coast guy. He's got uh, music that, you know, has been throughout the South, through Texas, um, even up north uh, through the East Coast. Um, I remember a story about Biggie, like, running up on him or something like that, and he had to pull his goons out on him. Like, the nigga's a real legend out here in the game, like. So many in the Bay Area artists don't don't get a chance to shine the way the E40 does. Like I said, tracks with <clears throat> some of everybody. You gotta respect it. Put some respect on E40's name. What was the nigga that called you out? Uh you know, black his ass, you black son of a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm born again. I'm sorry. <laughs> e40 had beef with Rashid Wallace, dog. Like, how does that happen? Like, I don't even know where that beef, like, that is crazy. But I learned that from listening to his music. I'm like, that's kind of cool. And E40's childhood rapper son would wash uh fucking blue ivy. No questions asked. Hey, you might want to share with that. Hey, nah, his yeah. son would drop with some heat, dog. Go listen to his house, dog. Hey, nah, dog. He'll wash blue ivy, dog. No questions asked. But I was talking to Dolphins just real quick. As far as relevance, I'm trying to think of are there any other rappers who aren't West Coast rappers? Because the two I can think of that have been around for almost three decades would be Snoop Dogg and E40. Like, too are there short. Any, hmm? too short? Too short, too. But he, he's, really, he's not really relevant. Uh, like he that. pops in. He pops in here and there. But I mean, if he's on a verse, he brings an energy that is, that is respected. You know what I'm saying? Like when Short jumps on it, it's you know it's, it's Short Dog's time. But other than that, like, and I will I will go with a rapper that I like that I get slandered for. Uh, uh, designer, like designer would die to have the career that E40. Had. <laughs> they're both kind of mushmouth, gobbly, googly type dudes, and designer's gone. E40 just put out an EP. Like, th- think about that. Think about how crazy that is. But he's not a legend. All right, whatever, Doug. Yeah, he's. He, I'll, 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 take me, I'll take me. Not be a legend, bro. That man is been out for about that long. Fifty-two years old, still out here rapping. That's pretty. That's that's great, man. Like, <laughs> if you if you're gonna do like, if you're going if you're someone who wanted to like study the history of rap and specifically West Coast rap, like E Forty has its own section. Like, you have to devote a chapter or a section in your documentary about E Forty and what he did for for the Bay Area. Like him and I think two two shorts from the Bay Area too, right? Yeah, so yeah. Like you'd have you'd, you'd have to do a separate thing on E40. Like you just don't you don't gloss over E40 when it comes to talking about like West Coast rap specifically. Rap in general, he he gets a footnote. You know what I'm saying? Like 
you have to talk about that, man. Like you don't you don't rap for thirty years and just get ignored. So another thing I brought up is my question of the week that I want y'all to let us know on Twitter is if God rest his soul, R.I.P. If Tupac were still alive, do you think he would still be relevant as a rapper? No. I would also say no. As a rapper, yeah, but I don't know about it as a rapper. That, that's yeah. a lot of years. 91 to now. Yeah, eight technically, because Digital Underground. I think as an actor, he'd still have his chops, but it's kind of hard to say as a, as a rapper, um, would he still be relevant? I think when you also consider like how technology and things have changed since then, like imagine Tupac with access to Instagram Live or YouTube or, you know, digital cameras, stuff like that. Like, he would be out here doing other things outside of rap. Yeah, that, that makes sense. And uh, <laughs> speaking of IG Live, before we get off this topic, uh, one more thing as far as the originality piece with, with uh, E-40, you can look at rappers like uh, Jay-Z, for example, that, I mean, he's still rapping now at a you know older age, but you've seen on tracks where he's trying to emulate the, the younger cast flows, right? E-40 has never changed his style, not one time. Not one time to emulate what's going on. He is in his own world. He is his own universe of what he does. And again, if you're if you respect hip hop, you respect music and originality, you have to you had to pay homage to that. He's not out here trying to sound like the new cast with the with the triple cadences and all that shit. He's doing his own thing. It's been successful and it works. So, but 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 pivoting to IG, like uh, Marcus said, about him doing other things, there was a rainbow head gentleman that I believe broke the IG record. This, this is what we're doing. Week. Hey, man, this, the, streets, the, streets is, the streets is dead, man. This is what we're doing. The, the homie, <laughs> Takashi69. Hmm. Bro, he had 2 million viewers on his IG Live. They said that he broke mad records, according to Hip Hop by the Numbers on Twitter. His newest song that I had not listened to, Gooba, 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 amassed 43.5 million views on YouTube in the first 24 hours, the largest numbers for a hip-hop video ever. Ever. Beating Eminem's kill shot at 38.1 million. It is at 66.7 million views right now. Number one on Apple, number one on Deezer, number two on iTunes. That's insane. That's Well, actually, no, it is not insane. Like, I... I, I remember when I first saw the tweet of them saying, like, he's going to go on Instagram Live on a certain date and time. And I was like, you know what? This man's going to put up 250K. That was my assessment. I was like, oh, he'll do 250K, and that's going to be crazy. Two million? Two million? And, I, and, I, and this dude's been ignoring my tweets about it, but uh, Steve on Twitter, he was like, you know, no one cares about this guy. And I'm like, yeah, people do care about this. And then once the number came out that it was two million, I was like, yeah. Yeah, niggas care. And bearded, bearded, bearded Steve, bearded Steve. Yeah, the bearded God Steve. <laughs> bearded God Steve. It's it's wild. I, the only like we don't really have to go back into like Takashi's whole thing and how he d- does whatever, but just the amount of people who are just like, oh well, he's he violating street codes and he he don't know about the gang life, like like people that are sitting in their gated communities. Never, never had after school detention. Never held a gun or anything like that. Or talking about like gang life and street culture. Like, what are you talking about? Like, this isn't. That's not your life. Like, it's obviously it's not his life either. But it's not your life. 
So I don't know why you're so like up in arms about it. Hey man, selective selective morality Twitter wanted to come on and you know hold hold it down for the street code. They gotta hold him accountable. Like, oh well, you yeah. cannot you you can't <laughs> wear your flag like that. Like, are you a gang member now? Like, I'm pretty sure there's no real gang members on Twitter, dog. They're too busy doing gang member things. Like, I wouldn't want to be putting myself out there if I was in a gang tweeting all day, bro. Well, there, there were gang members that gave that, that apparently gave him a pass to rep their set like that. So. They 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 can have I guess an issue with it, but other than that, everybody else needs to just shut the hell up. Like, you're not in a gang. You're not that offended by what this guy is doing. It's not a personal offense to you, Jeremy, who works at Starbucks. So uh, a great quote from uh, the the quote unquote Messiah's uh, artist he's been listening to right now recently. Kanye uh, West. No, no, no. This, this I can't story. wait for Bobby Schmurter to come home. We got six months to go, guys. So they can. He's gonna break the internet. Ah, I'm curious to see about that. But like, uh, that's the, your boy. The the young guy. Uh, Y'all look alike. Really? That's crazy. He's Jamaican. I said that about Michael Vick. My bad. But you know, throw your hat in there and do the dance. Shoot. Well, like, like like the young guy, uh, Kendrick Lamar said. Or no, was it? Oh, Future, I'm tripping. No, like Future said, you're not a gang member, you're a tourist. Like, get your tweets off, get your retweets, but y'all y'all aren't about that gang life. But, um, ah, uh, I think that's about it. Um, I mean, we got some things coming down the pipe. Uh, are we still doing this big announcement, uh, Mr. Messiah? Yeah, I'm taking a couple weeks off for a sabbatical. Um, <laughs> what, what's so funny? I am going to take this time. I'm going to read the Bible. I checked out Jesus is King today. That is a wonderful CD. Have you probably heard that yet? That is a long CD. I didn't finish it. It's 10 seconds. Oh, Jesus is King. And some of them are like a minute and two minutes a piece. No, no, not Jesus is King, the other one, the gospel album. Yeah, that's Jesus is King, right? That album is like three hours long. That shit is hella long. No, you're talking about the Wyoming one. Jesus is King. I thought it was Whatever the gospel one is, the non-rapping one is, that shit is super long. It's really good, but I was like... Yeah, oh. Jesus King is 11 songs, 27 minutes. Okay, but I'm talking about the other one. The but, one that was recorded in Wyoming. It, it, this is a beautiful CD. You, I think you're talking about All Mine or something. Oh, Jesus is Born. Jesus is Born. Shit. Okay. Yeah, you're going to get us banned. Yeah, Jesus is Born by the Sunday Service Choir is... An hour and twenty-four minutes. That it's good, but it is nineteen tracks of that work. But you know, it, it is what it is. Uh, uh, well, like I said, I, I listened to it. Um, I picked up the Bible. I'm going to begin reading that tonight. Um, so any any of the ladies out here that you know want to go ahead and join my Bible study group, uh, Reborn Again Coleman Clan. So R A C C rack, rack them up, show your racks. And we're just going to have a good time, like reading the Bible, drinking wine. Like, I don't know what else to say. Um, I'm going to take two weeks off, rediscover myself. Um, hopefully by the time I come back, El Chapa will be back and we could go ahead and unveil the new, new for us, like as a crew. Cause I, I miss El Chapa a lot. Um, Oh my! I gotta go. I gotta go. I was talking about black coats earlier. It is. It, yeah, this might be the first black coat 
but um, Marcus is going to wrap it up with a little Jesus Richard Christ. R.I.P. I'm about to edit this out. This your boy, uh, <laughs> 706 uh, Committee Podcast. So we got some new things coming. You know, but, uh, Marcus, wrap it up. I got to go. You're out of control. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, uh, yesterday, damn, I'm like frazzled. Anyway, uh, little Richard passed away and uh, 87 years old. Uh, obviously, a huge influence in in rock and roll music. Uh, some might, or well, he would tell you that he was the architect of it, the creator. Um, kind of put it on the map. And if you go back in history and look at you know the music that he made and the styles that he you know that he created and the the paths that he has forged, you can make that argument that he is the actual king of rock and roll. And after after he passed away, obviously, you know, it happens all the time, especially in the internet age, where uh, people start posting old clips and videos of, about him. And as I was watching them, I saw a lot of things. I saw a lot of quote unquote arrogance in in what he was saying. He was he would always say like, you know, rock and roll is is my music. I'm the innovator. I'm the architect. And he and and, and it came off as like cocky. But when you look back on it and you you saw how he was somewhat, well, not even somewhat, you see how he was disrespected, like, in history. Like, I get it. He was one of those guys where he's not going to sit around and be humble and wait for you to give him his credit and give him his props. He's going to go out there and say, like, hey, I did this. This is what I did. And that's that's kind of inspiring. And it can be inspired to be like, hey, if you're good to great or awesome at something, it's okay to let people know that it's okay to say that. Like, it's okay to say like, Hey, I'm great at my job. I'm a great father. I'm a great parent. I'm a great podcaster. There, There's no, you shouldn't feel embarrassed or you shouldn't have to dim your own light to, to make other people feel better around you. So I, I, I give him a lot of credit for that. A couple things. One, one, one thing I didn't know is that he created the theme song for the magic school bus. I had no idea that was him on there. Like I've heard that I've heard that song a million times. I never knew that that was Little Richard on that shit. So, so like, yeah, big ups to him for doing that. But I just I just wish that you know, I mean he he is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I just feel like you know come Grammy season that they're going to not really pay him the kind of uh, homage or tribute that someone of his magnitude deserves. And I feel like it's going to be, you know, relegated to like, okay, BET is going to have to step in and really shine some light on what this guy has done. And like, like I said, he is the the king of rock and roll. Don't let anybody tell you that rock and roll is not our music. Like, black people created rock and roll. Like, that's our music. We made that shit hot, and you know, things that, like there's there's this inner, there's this video of him uh, at the Grammys. He's presenting best new artist. And he's up there and he's saying, like, the best new artist is me because you've never given me anything. You've never given me an award. I've been doing music for 30 years and I'm one of the greatest. And it's it's funny, but like it's kind of sad because it's like he's right. He's been doing music at that point for so long and he never got a Grammy. He was never recognized for the stuff that he did. And that stuff kind of happens a lot to our black artists and musicians and performers. And it's just like that's that's why i that's why i will root for everybody that's black i'm on that i'm on that wally shit man like if you're black if you're a black person you play video games on youtube send me the link i will watch it or i'll retweet it 
If you're a black kid and you're in the fucking spelling bee or whatever, like I will support that. I'm a root for you. I want you to win because you you can't. We're not. We can't sit around and wait for these white people to acknowledge us. We need to build ourselves up and and you know celebrate our own culture. And another thing I was thinking about is like you know Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder's still alive. Smokey Robinson's still alive. Like Shaka Khan's still alive. Patti LaBelle is still alive. Um, Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. There's like, there's so many like black artists that are like literally walking, living legends that we need to start celebrating now. Like we shouldn't have to wait until Little Richard dies and be like, oh, well, you know, let's celebrate him now. Now that he's gone, and it, it, obviously it's it's hard to do that, you know. But the best thing that you can do is just it's just listen to the music. Like go back, and I did that the the other day. I was like, well, let me put on this Little Richard playlist and. Let me listen to a couple of albums. I'm just like, yeah, there's there's not many people that I can listen to that sound like this guy. And the amount of people that he influenced throughout the decades that he was working, it's under this. You can't even quantify the amount of people that he's influenced. Like if you take Little Richard out of if Little Richard is never born, music is totally different. The landscape is completely different. Certain genres don't even exist. Like it for just for an example, like you see how like flamboyant he is and how charismatic he is. Like Prince probably doesn't do some of those some of the things that he does without Little Richard's influence. Like he's not he doesn't have that sort of confidence to go out there wearing women's makeup if if Little Richard is out there doing some of those same things also. So we we gotta start honoring our legends and, and paying tribute to these guys, like even before you know, they, they, they pass away. Yeah. Give them their roses before it's time to, I mean, I agree with you. Little Richard doesn't have like the most extensive collection of music, like all time. Um, just looking, he hasn't put out an album since 86. So no albums during my lifetime. But when you look at like the catalog of artists that he's worked with over his career and, and that he's launched, it, it's legendary. And why not give the guys flowers? He's, probably the GOAT black artist of all time. Like he's Michael Jackson and Prince before them. Uh, he's worked with James Brown, Jimi Hendrix, uh, the Beatles. Anybody that is huge, he's touched. Well, Jimi Hendrix was in his band. Yeah, he was in his band. And, like and James a, Brown was a vocal player. Yeah. Just a guy. And, and, and that guy became Jimi Hendrix. Like, who, who, who has that? That's crazy. Oh. He's one of the greatest ever. That's that's it's yeah. Like I said, we just got to start, you know, acknowledging our our people and what we're doing, even if it's in other genres. Like if you're not into country or rock and roll or anything like that, just give it a listen, give it a shot. Definitely. Talk to the orgy. What is that? Yeah. So I don't know if you guys heard about this, but uh. Uh, NFL safety Earl Thomas got into a little bit of like uh, hot water. This actually happened uh, a few weeks ago where him and his wife got into some sort of argument about his drinking problem. And, you know, what he decided to do was he decided to leave the house and meet up with his brother. And they decided to go to a, to another, to like an Airbnb or something and meet up with some lady friends so they're they're out doing their thing, and then Earl Thomas's wife is like, you know what? 
I don't like that he just left the house like that. I need to, we need to figure this out. We need to continue this discussion. So what she did was, I don't know how Snapchat works, but she was able to get into his Snapchat chat account. And apparently that stuff puts out your information, shows your location. So she saw his location and she was like, she called her, I believe it's her sister, called her sister or her sister-in-law and was like, hey, we're about to go ride on this fool right now. So the sister-in-law grabs a knife, Earl Thomas's wife grabs a gun, and they go to where Earl Thomas and uh, his brother are at. They run up in the spot. Earl Thomas and the brother are in bed with multiple women. I don't know if they're in the same bed or if they're in separate beds, but it's Earl Thomas and the brother and other women. And as you might imagine, things got a little bit crazy. Guns are getting pointed at people. Knives are being threatening. And I just... (laughs) The thing about Earl Thomas and his wife, those two will never, ever separate. Those two will stay together forever. Because just recently, Earl Thomas bought her like a diamond necklace or something like that. So like (laughs) people on Twitter talk about like how bad toxic relationships are. That relationship, that marriage is hella toxic, but they'll be married together for 40 years, guaranteed. At at minimum, they'll be together for 40 years. That marriage is not ending anytime soon. But I will say, if uh, if you're like a waitress or a waiter or a server, and you happen to get Earl Thomas's order wrong, and his wife is there with him, like... Do you just clock out immediately or do you like, you know, leave your, your apron at the door and just hop out a window? Cause I just leave you because you, you, you're not going to be about that life. You don't want that smoke. Earl Thomas's wife does not play those games. Does not play those games. And the, <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's going to be a video of this leaking out here pretty soon. But apparently uh, Earl Thomas's wife, before she took the gun with, with her, she took the magazine out. But she didn't like empty the the barrel, so there was still a round in the chamber. So she was like pointing the gun and pointing at his head and pointing at the other girls there. And that man, I don't know how many pounds of pressure it takes to for a trigger to go off, but we literally this could have been a Steve McNair situation. I don't know if if you if people know about that, you Google what happened in that situation. But that this easily could have been a Steve McNair situation. So. I'm, I'm glad Earl Thomas is okay, and uh, hopefully they can figure that thing out. Cause, good God, that is. Well, Steve McNair was uh, with in his final years with the Ravens. I think he'd already like retired. Ray Rice. Was he retired when that happened, or was he? He wasn't active when that happened, right? Yeah, I think he was retired. Yeah, but that was that was a wild story too. But yeah, like. You got to turn your locations off on these things, man. Like, if you don't need your location on, you got to turn that off, man. Got to turn it off. And if you got a if you if you got a gun and you get an argument with your lady or your or your significant other, just take the gun with you. Ain't no need to be leaving that thing laying around to where everybody else can get it. You're right about that. That's some crazy stuff. Um, definitely don't want no parts of. Well, first of all, that nigga was getting trucked anyway in the playoffs, and he sucked. <laughs> you know, yeah, whatever you were doing with these mysterious women, get yourself in order. Don't ever leave your uh, uh, location on. Uh, is South Breeze coming back? or? I don't think so. Well, I guess we'll just wrap it up here because I got to go uh, 
do something with my nose real quick. So once again, I'm born again, Adolphus on Twitter. Um, and y'all know the rest. Follow your boy through this journey. Bible study coming soon. I'm out. Yeah, Marcus Sniffles on Twitter. Uh, shout out to everybody that listens and supports and uh, retweets and shares the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate it. All right. This nigga disappeared.